everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cash That. This is your host, Joe Delera, and I am joined on a very spe- by a very special guest for somebody that actually I think his degree out outdoes mine. Um, he's not he's not a JD, the doctorate's not at the end. He is a doctor. He some people call him a godsend. This is Dr. Tom Christ. Uh, we have Dr. Tom Christ over here. You can find him on Twitter at follow Christ three. I guess that's for the Holy Trinity. Uh, we're really <laughs> biblical on this episode of Cash That, but the, I'm really happy to have you on here, Doc. And uh, <laughs> you know, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. I mean, the listeners, we don't we don't have video, but it literally looks like you're recording in like a garage. <laughs> so so I'm moving literally tomorrow. So there's nothing in my apartment anymore. So yeah, it's, it's pretty empty. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, Doc, I guess the reason I wanted to have you on, and I think this is something that's really started to come around on Twitter a lot. And we start, we've started to see like, you know, it's like somebody gets hurt. And uh, all of a sudden the reactions are like, I think it's this, or I, I, don't, I don't know, that looked bad. But like you have a lot of doctors on Twitter um, that are actual doctors and they're saying like, look, like this is what it looks like. And from like my analysis, and these are the things that it could be. And this is kind of the fallout of that. Um, and that's given rise to a really cool idea, I think, that you've come up with, uh, and you you have a team, and I'll let you list all the people. I know my buddy Joe D'Amico is doing it with you as well. Uh, but if you want to rattle off your people uh, and tell us what this idea is of yours that you kind of came up with here. Yeah, so uh, I'm a doctor of physical therapy, have been for three years, um, and I'm a board-certified orthopedic clinical specialist. So injuries are kind of my life. They're what I do all day, every day. I watch people move. I evaluate how they're moving and I'm able to, you know, watch a football game and see somebody get hurt and identify what the most likely injury that they just uh, endured is. So several years ago, you know, I've been an avid fantasy player my whole life. And several years ago, I just had this idea of why is nobody looking at the data on how players perform after injuries and still to date, nobody is. Yeah. So, and, and, and I've been talking to you, to your buddy, Joe D'Amico for years about starting a podcast. And then in February, I was like, fuck it, we're doing this. And he wasn't even on board yet, but I was going <laughs> to, I was prepared to do this whole thing by myself. Um, and I did, I did eventually convince Joe to at least host a podcast. And then my friend um, and former PT school classmate, Sam Webb, who is, a uh, sports um, specialist. He um, he was more than happy to join us as well. So so that's the, the three of us is the fantasy injury team at fantasyinjuryteam.com. Joe D'Amico will be the host of our weekly podcast, and Sam and myself have spent countless hours grinding away on different injury pages. So right now we have fifteen or sixteen up on the site. Um, and it's, it's all the major injuries. So we're talking ACL tears, Achilles tears, hamstring strains, ankle sprains, rotator cuff tears, all that stuff. And what we've done that's different than what anybody else has done is not only do we describe the injury from the anatomy, the cause of injury, and a detailed rehab process. Yeah, yeah we, got, we got the nerd stuff down real well. 
but we took the time to calculate the data on how players perform when they return from these injuries. So the timelines that we look at are the very first game back is how many times you hear people saying, oh, this guy's coming back. He missed two games from a hamstring injury. Should I start him this week or should I wait a little bit? Well, we have a nice big sample size that can help you out there. Yeah, which is is sick. Because like, I think one of the things that we talk about all the time is it's like, all right, well, so-and-so is going to be on a snap count. Like they're coming back from injury and we just immediately look and you, and you start saying like, well, you know, if they're, if they, let's say they get 10 carries uh, or 10 touches um, per game, it's like, they're going to be on a snap count. You figure maybe it drops to five. Um, they're going to, they're going to handle 50% of the load that they normally carry. It, it's not just an, it's not just a right away. Like, all right, well, if they handle 50%, they're going to give you 50% production. Cause obviously number one, there's variance. Um, just in their performance. But number two, it's like, how are they going to really bounce back? Cause that's 50% off of an injury. Um, and right. you know, so that was, that was actually one of the things I wanted to pick your brain on what injury, like from like the data that you've looked at, like, do you feel like you have like the most, I guess like the, the most like sample size, the biggest sample size for oh, hamstring strain without a doubt. Um, I'm going to pull up that real quick, if you don't mind, just so I can get no, an idea of what our sample size looks like. So for running backs, and all our data goes back to 2017, um, just being in the healthcare world, like things are changing so rapidly that we felt that data from 2007 would not relevant. be relevant. Yeah, that actually so, is, yeah, that's smart. And I think that you get a lot, the thing is too, I feel like even like the change in healthcare or like in health, you know, besides in the way that we treat it, it's also in the way that we, you know, look at these injuries and how we are saying like, no, 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 you're not playing. There's just no, it's not like, you're not gutting it out. You're just not playing. Um, And that I think is a big shift from, you know, even when we were kids, you know, like early 2000s, even, or like back in the nineties, especially, it was just like, no, like you have a leg, like you better go out there. <laughs> like, you know, not yeah. even worried about the other ones. So like you got one other leg, like you're good, you're playing. Yeah. So um, let me know what you think about these hamstrings here. Yeah. So for running backs, our sample size is 26, which is pretty sound. And for wide receivers, it's 52. Um, and even tight ends, we have nine um quarterbacks I don't think we have too many you don't see too many quarterbacks with hamstring strains so and what what we we openly admit that some of these injuries that are more rare our sample sizes are small and with small sample sizes you just can't make conclusions but sometimes you can start to see trends yeah now with these ha- with these hamstrings we've got some pretty sound data uh at least for the running backs and wide receivers um, and it's pretty similar for some of the ankle sprains and um, quad strains and some other soft tissue injuries. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess I, I was say I not to cut you off. I guess my question is, like right now, um, let's say somebody gets injured in the preseason or they're coming off like an injury, like an Achilles injury or something like that, right? Um, is there like obviously like if they injure their Achilles in the preseason, they're they're done for the season, but like is there an injury that you're looking at and you say like, eh, this doesn't really bother me. Like, this is not one that's like concerning to me, you know, before the season starts or like maybe they injured, got injured at the end of the last season. Oh, any of the soft tissue injuries from last season, I'm not concerned about. So hamstring strains, ankle sprains, rotator cuff sprains, 
Yeah. Anything that's non-surgical from last season, I'm not concerned about unless you start to see a trend from that player. Got it. So for example, Julio Jones has had over five or six hamstring strains in the last two seasons. It's insane. Guy's always out. Yes. Um, so it, when you start to see them compounding, you start to get concerned. And, and that really goes for any lower body injury. Um, we know from the research that the biggest predictor of a future injury is a previous injury. That's mm-hmm. especially for lower body injuries because a lower body injury has a potential to alter someone's movement mechanics, which yeah. can then further lead to issues down the road. Now, yeah. with, sound, with sound rehab, you can reduce that new increased risk, but we do start to see things like ankle sprains, uh, ankle fractures can be a predictor of future injuries. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, any, any soft tissue injury from last year, I'm not concerned about. The only okay. thing that I would be concerned about going into this year would be the surgical um, injuries. So your Achilles, your ACLs. Um, we'll probably talk about the Liz Frank here in a little bit. Yeah. So I guess my, what I wanted to ask is, you know, right now, this is super early, obviously. Um, and I think that there's a difference, which I wanted to ask you about as well, between, you know, redraft dynasty slash dynasty and keepers, you know, um, is there anybody that like right now you're looking at, cause I know you're doing mocks. I know you're looking at like, you know, at the grading and at the charts, is there anybody right now that you're like, there's just no way that I'm drafting them at their current price. And it's because of the injury or, and, or is there like for the opposite reason, is there somebody that you're like, I'm a hundred percent drafting them at this spot because they're dramatically undervalued. Yes. Yes. So let me give you three that I'm not drafting. Um, the number one, and I've been very adamant about this on Twitter is Cam Akers. Ooh, my book, my guy. <laughs> uh-huh. So I want to, I want to be clear. I, I don't think he's going to suck. I do not see a world where he returns the ADP of running back 15. And I'll, I have a number of reasons why. So there was a lot of hoopla about him coming back so fast from the Achilles tear. And it was incredible that he was able to come back and make that Super Bowl run. Yeah. But his, his stats were not good during no. it. Um, so running backs coming back from an Achilles tear in the first game, first game back, they averaged 5.8 points per game worse than their pre-injury baseline in the second second and third games back they averaged 6.5 points per game worse and then games four through six after this injury they averaged 9.4 points per game worse than they were before injury that's crazy in this sample size we have only 33 percent at any point in that in that six-week sample there met their pre-injury um points per game average got it so his situation is going to be a little different because he will be about 13 months from his injury at this point. So it, it's, it's possible that he could have a good season. Yeah. I'm not saying that's out of the question, but he's going in the second, third round, and there's guys who I just have so much more confidence in at that point. Yeah, and, other- and, I, and I think that goes into, too, like, is your draft 
before the preseason. Like if your drafts before the preseason, that's like, that's tough. But I mean, if you get to maybe watch some preseason games, I'm sure if you feel differently, you'll wind up tweeting it out and be like, change my tune. He's like, he looks great. Like it makes sense that he's being drafted where he is, but like right now, why would you take that risk? Like, I, I guess there's like the risk reward thing, but like, what's his ceiling, you know? So. Right. And, and I think even if there wasn't an injury, he's still somewhat capped because he, Daryl Henderson's still there. And Daryl yeah. Henderson was terrific last season. In, in the 10 games that he led that backfield, seven of them, he had double digit fantasy points. Yeah. Like, so to, to me, the risk, the risk reward for Cam Akers is not worth it. Um, another one is James Robinson also coming off an Achilles. Mm-hmm. He's going at running back 37 right now. He's completely off my board. And I feel awful saying that because I love, love, love James Robinson, like undrafted, hard worker, just loves to play football. But he tore his Achilles December 26th. So he'll be about nine months post-op starter season, maybe a little less actually. Yeah. This is a nine is the earliest back injury. Usually it's more like 12 months or more. Yeah. And I feel like the only reason that he's really coming back is because of, uh, unless, unless I got my teams mixed up, but ETN's back. So, so like, I feel like the only reason he's coming back is he's like, I don't want to literally get cut. Like I, I need to try to try to keep my snaps here. Um, so I think that that's, you know, like he's obviously healthy, but it's, that's a, that's a tough one. I, I agree with you. I think that he's, He's somebody that maybe I would take as like a very big flyer, like at the end of a draft, but definitely not like definitely not where he's being drafted. Yeah. So some interesting research in the medical literature is that off of an Achilles tear, only 30% of NFL players ever play another football game after an Achilles tear. That's wild. It's it's a devastating injury. Yeah. I mean, it. well, I guess like from your perspective, it obviously impacts your, your range of motion, like your ability to cut and whatever, but like what, I guess, could you explain to us, like, what exactly does it do? Like, what is it doing for people? Yeah, absolutely. So the Achilles is the biggest, strongest tendon in our body. Because of that, it's required to attenuate the greatest amount of force of any other tendon in our body. And in fact, it, when we're sprinting and cutting, it can take on up to 10 times our body weight in force. The way it works is it's really like a spring. So when we're when we're running, jumping, et cetera, our, our Achilles and our calf and Achilles, they, all, they work together to create a spring for us to bounce. So yeah. if you're if it's taking on 10 times your body weight, and these guys weigh like 200 pounds, so that's a thousand, two thousand pounds that it needs to take on. It just takes so long for that strength to come back if it ever does. Yeah. And then I'm sure that if you aren't fully healthy, like your strength isn't there, like it probably can lead to even more injuries, right? Exactly. So, exactly. so I guess with that, who's your third guy that you are looking at, or you're saying like, I'm not draft, I'm not touching him. Yeah, that's Chris Godwin, and that's strictly his ADP. He's wide receiver 24 right now, which fifth, sixth round. He's going to be 38 weeks post injury, post injury at week one. And now that's not post surgery. Um, I, I couldn't find what his surgical date was. They don't Probably sometime around that. there though, right? Sometimes it can be a few weeks later. So Saquon's, yeah. um, his ACL tear was week two and he didn't have surgery till like mid-October. 
Got it. So sometimes it can be, sometimes it's right away. Sometimes it can be delayed. And that's usually dependent on the swelling, how quickly they can get the swelling down. Um, but regardless, wide receivers on average return to playing 49 weeks after injury. Now that number is skewed a little bit because the start of the season is a set yeah. time. So like there's guys who are probably ready a couple of weeks before that, mm-hmm. but he's going to be 38 weeks post injury. So safe to get the shorter end. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I don't see him playing until week six, week eight, somewhere around there. That even then, tough. yeah. And even then Tampa's going to be competitive. They're, looking for a Super Bowl run. They're not going to rush him back before he's ready. Yeah, 100%. So you actually brought up uh, somebody that I wanted to touch on as a Giants fan. Um, you talked about Saquon and like, you know, the way the time frame for his injury. And it just seemed like even last year, like he just was never like right. Do you feel like maybe like this year is the year to buy Saquon? Like is he somebody that you have on your list of guys you're like, the injuries, the injury history is maybe like undervaluing him, but now he's got – new coach, better offensive line. Like, is that somebody that you're looking at maybe? Oh, I think he's a huge value where he's going. I'm seeing him going late second, third round in mocks. And I will say, I mean, there is an injury. Like I mentioned in the beginning, the biggest predictor of a future injury is a previous injury. And he's got the ACL. I think he's, he's got some other stuff in his past as well. But if we're talking risk reward, the reward there, there is no better reward. And yeah. Saquon Barkley. Maybe Christian McCaffrey has a higher ceiling, and that's it. Yeah. And I'm willing to take that risk on that big of a reward, especially in the third round. Like that's mm-hmm. like what you you were you're hoping to get a first round value. I feel like back second end, back second, early third. Like that's not that's not a play that I hate. Um, is there anybody else uh, that you're eyeing? You know that you want to buy low on right now uh, besides Barkley, uh, even if it's just one guy. Yeah, I, I don't know how much longer he'll be low, but Travis Etienne, so mm-hmm. coming off the Liz Frank injury, which is why his, his value is a little lower right now. I, I do see it rising quite a bit over the weeks. Right now, he's going at running back 23. Yeah. And let, if we're talking about the Liz Frank injury, it's rare. So this is one of the ones that we don't have a lot of data on. So yeah. we can't make any conclusions from our data, but we do sort of see a trend that older players, it's a career ender. So Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Cedric Benson, if you remember him, Ronnie oh, Brown, yeah. if you remember him, Maurice Jones-Drew, it essentially ended all their careers, but they are 29, 30, 31 years old. Old dudes <laughs> yeah. for football. So let me give you two other names who had this injury early in their career, Le'Veon Bell and Julio Jones. How'd they do? Pretty well. Pretty yeah. well. So that that's actually a great distinction. And that's something that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily know. And obviously it's not one-to-one, but I think it's important to make that type of distinction. So this kind of leads me, this, this is my next question then is if you're doing like a dynasty league, right? What are some injuries that you're like, Oh no, I am, I'm getting rid of this dude. Like, obviously now you kind of said Liz Frank for somebody younger is different than somebody older, but like, is there an injury you see? And obviously you mentioned Achilles before, but like, is there an injury that you're like, this is a problem. Like I got to get rid of this guy. Like I'm going to fire sale. The Achilles would be the one for me. And at at this time from the data that we have, that's probably the only one that's going to, in isolation, drive me away from them in dynasty. 
Yeah. But you do want to start seeing compounding injuries. Like um, Paris Campbell is an example of a guy who in three seasons, I think he's played like six or seven games. Yeah. He had so much talent coming out of college. And those games that he did play, he looked good. But, you know, you just can't trust him at that point to stay on the field. And like I've mentioned a couple of times now, the biggest predictor of future injury is previous injury. Yeah. So, so and I want to flesh that out a little bit with you. Um, is that like, cause I think I've seen you say that on Twitter, you've obviously said that, you know, here, is that like a statement that you're making? And like, is it because of just like what somebody's buildup is? Is it like, like what, like, how do we get to that? Like, I feel like it's true. Uh, but my like analysis is more anecdotal. It's like, this guy's always fucking hurt. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't like, I don't know why. So like, is there like a reason why, or is it just kind of like, like freak injuries. Like I know like John Carlos Stanton, he like always has like the weirdest injuries. And like, I'm looking at him like, like this, it's not like replicable. Like he broke his hand. He did this, he did this. And it's all like freaky shit. But like, is, is that something that's like, no, like it's just this guy. It's just, it's this dude. Yeah. So I don't know that there's one a hundred percent correct answer to that. I think it's going to be case by case dependent. Yeah, uh, there's there certainly are freak injuries, like and that's there's stuff that would happen to anybody. Like look at Alex Smith's leg a few years ago. Oh, God. that would have happened to anybody. Yeah, but there's there's certainly something to be said about um, someone's build. So your size and your weight, your mass, that's going to help you either help you or not help you take on forces throughout your career. Um, there's also we we can screen for for um, tightnesses and weaknesses in various different parts of the body that yeah. can lead to movement dysfunctions as we would call it that can predispose someone to injuries. So ankle tightness and stiffness is a big one um, that can lead to injuries at the knee, the hip, the back, etc. Yeah, um, weakness in the core or the glute muscles. It, that's going to cause compensations down the chain down or as we call it so in into the legs that are um you know put somebody potentially at a higher risk um it, it's really going to be case by case dependent and it's information that we as fans don't have but the training staff probably does yeah. have there's a variety of different different screening tests we can do one's called the y balance test that's one that i like to use a lot in practice um, and there's a number of different ones, but uh, yeah. as far as what information fans have, it's really going to be just what their injury history looks like. Yeah, no, that, I think that makes a lot of sense. And one of the things that I wanted to touch on, um, you know, before I let you give me like the last things about your website, at least for now, cause I know like we're going to come back on, I think I'll probably, we'll probably try to get you back on like closer to the season, see if there's some other injuries you we can have you be our, Maybe we can have you be our like resident doctor, um, but, um, yeah, but look, absolutely. I think we think we got like, well, I'm looking at the website and I think one of the things that's really interesting is, you know, like when you're talking about the injuries and you're saying like, this is, this is what the injury is. This is how it impacts them. This is what their performance numbers are. Do you like, cause you're looking, since you're looking at fantasy numbers and fantasy points, um, is there any like, I guess I'm trying to say, like, is there any way to say, like, 
do you feel like the data, at least for some of the injuries, it's like big enough. It kind of takes out like some of like the touchdown variants, stuff like that. And like some of those numbers. Um, and, and like, that's kind of like what I'm looking at here. Cause like, it looks like you're looking at bigger numbers or bigger picture, picture things. Um, and you obviously, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to kind of give some of your own analysis on the, like what to expect. Uh, and that probably will come out in your podcast too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to have a weekly podcast, um, where we'll definitely discuss how we expect, um, players performances to be after these injuries. And, and we'll have a weekly blogs as well, where we're uh, breaking down different players injuries, what data has told us and what we expect because the data is not going to tell everything. No. Um, and, and we don't, we don't claim that it does. There's so many other factors that go into a player's performance and, and predicting players performance, but we, we feel that injuries are a huge part of that. And, completely untapped right now and and we're trying to give fantasy players another piece to the puzzle to help them set their lineups no i I think it's i think it's fascinating honestly like i think it's one of like the 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 most different types of things because like i try to look at this when i'm betting on props like i don't know anybody that like is in the sports betting world that doesn't have at least a fantasy football team you know so it's like i think that this is something that's really useful and i think that it's something that's nuanced it's different and it's like now this is a great opportunity to like kind of emerge into the space with you know with some like actual medical knowledge and it's not just me guessing like yo like this guy was out. So, and like, like, I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I prepped you. I don't think I gave you this question before. I'm thinking of this one now. Cause like every like guy's a bull. How does Derek Henry keep doing this? Like, can he keep doing this? <laughs> oh man. I, I think he will keep doing it for longer than we think he should just because he is enormous. Dude. So, like I watched like a video of him doing pull-ups on like a resistance band. Oh, it's unbelievable. Like, so the, the thing that he has going for him is probably his size and his bulk. Cause you think about it when, when you hit someone that's 200 pounds versus hitting someone that's 240 pounds, like he's going to absorb a lot more of that contact than the 200 pound guy would. So I, I, I could see him being in his prime until like 30, 31. I don't know how old he is right now, Yeah, but I think he could do it several more years. Yeah. I think Henry's awesome. And like, he's just a blast to watch. So uh, I, I hope that he can do it. He's 28 now. So he's got, he's definitely got some more years of his prime, I think. Um, but Tom, with that, what I wanted to do is like, I know we've covered a lot today, but what's like the one thing that you need us to know about the fantasy football uh, injury website here? Fantasy oh, injury I, team website. Yeah, we've covered a lot of what the fantasy injury team is going to do, but I, I think what I want everyone to know is that we're going to do our, the best we can to help you make the appropriate decisions of who to draft and who to start based off the combination of the data we've gathered, our medical expertise, and you know we're avid football fans as well, so we're aware of team changes in players teams and and coaching changes and things like that so we're going to help put those pieces together as well and um we're going to have weekly rankings weekly blogs weekly podcasts so there's going to be a lot of good stuff coming 
Dude, it sounds awesome. And, uh, you know, you can find everything at fantasyinjuryteam.com. And I know this is the first year. Uh, does it cost anything, Tom? No, no, it's absolutely free. All right. We love that. So uh, maybe we'll put a paywall on this bad boy next year, but it like after it wins you guys all some money. Uh, but this is, this is great. So this is going to be really exciting. And look, the last thing that I wanted to do, I really appreciate your time on here. I got to ask you, we do this segment called pods and recs and we always recommend everything. It's like, we recommend one thing to the listeners. What's one thing that you would like to recommend to the listeners here? Yeah. Good question. So one thing that I've recently started doing this year in 2022 that has completely changed my life and my perspective on life is traveling abroad by yourself. So I'm, That's your Mexico, yeah, I'm going to Mexico, <laughs> Costa Rica, and Panama, and I'm about to go to Peru and Colombia next week. And it's, it's, it's life-changing. That's awesome, man. Uh, that's going to be a blast. And I think that's actually, like when you, you'll be, I guess, in Peru and Colombia when this episode drops. So I, I won't fault you if you don't get a retweet out there. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, I'll, I'll be tweeting. Don't worry. We love it. We love it. So uh, my recommendation for today is, um, look, I just got, me and my girlfriend, we just got this new rug. And it's just nice, I think, to have like, you know, just like update your rugs every so often, you know, like they don't, it doesn't, the carpet doesn't need to match the drapes necessarily. Like it needs to go in like the same color family, but at the same time, it's nice to get a new rug. Um, it kind of freshens up the room, gives it a new appearance, gives it a new look. And you don't have to break the bank with Home Depot um, and, you know, got a nice, uh, got like a nice eight by 10 rug for the living room. So it, it gave it a real fresh, like a little bit of pop of color and it it's just it's switching it up a little bit so i'm, I'm going to recommend you know maybe updating your flooring giving yourself a little bit of a clean swiffer that shit underneath you know get get your get your apartment get your house looking fresh and smelling fresh for the rest of the summer so with that you know it was a pleasure having you on tom it's dr tom christ dr christ at follow christ three on Twitter. And once again, it's the fantasy injury team.com uh, for the website. So with that, check out the website, check it out, get, go look at traveling abroad, see what its solo ticket is. Maybe you fly out on a Tuesday and while you're on the plane, go rug shopping for your apartment. And with that, let's cash that. Mobbing in the business, smoking more hey. rocks, hey. pocket full of motherfucking blue, blue. guac. Half an ounce in my Gucci too. Socks for the summertime. Got a new what? drop. <laughs> Trapper slash rapper slash bad bitch. Snatch it. Come here. Baby mama mad. She said you live like a bachelor. So what? Sold a hundred pounds and gave 10% to the pastor. Church. Keep going up the ladder. Hey. They mad, make them matter. Hey. Told my son when I'm gone, you gon' be a rich little bastard. Yeah. Pointers on me hitting. Woo. Leave a bitch dizzy. Uh. All my old bitches feeling salty. Yeah, yeah. MID, I'm talking about why you doubt me, yeah, yeah. But I still miss you, can you call me, yeah, yeah. I heard ain't shit changed that you still balling, yeah, yeah. She used to bust them scripts for me at Walgreens. Smuggling narcotics was my calling, hey, hey. Foes on the Mercedes, that's major. Whole gang going crazy, that's major. Millions on the table, that's major. I turned dirt into diamonds, that's major. <laughs> you, you searching for fame Damn. I became a superstar in the dope gun Found out you a hater, I can't look at you the same God, She 
said, can she take a picture with my chain? Got two twin sisters, call them yin yang. I wish I wouldn't have fucked that bitch, she insane. Alexander McQueen on me, I ain't got a stain. Turn to the plug, my life ain't never been the same. Foes on the Mercedes, that's major. Whole gang going crazy, that's major. Millions on the table, that's major. I turn dirt into diamonds, that's major. Foes on the Mercedes, that's major. Whole gang going crazy, that's major. Millions on the table, that's major. I turn dirt into diamonds, that's major. House full of bitches like flavor. The cuts in my thumb come from count paper. Paper wrapped the game and bitch, we a labor. New Glock with a laser, yeah, I let you meet Jamaica. Then go out to Jamaica with my motherfucking rosters. Yeah, yeah, I'm moving with my motherfucking shotters. Yeah, yeah, I walk and pop my motherfucking collar. Yeah, yeah, I'm pistol in the motherfucking party. Party. Foes on the Mercedes, that's major. Whole gang going crazy, that's major. Millions on the table, that's major. I turn dirt into diamonds, that's major. Foes on the Mercedes, that's major. Whole gang going crazy, that's major. Millions on the table, that's major. I turn dirt into diamonds, that's major.